What is up, folks? It's your boy, John Pep, and this is the Acceleration Fitness Podcast, episode number 24. And we're back. It's been a few weeks. I apologize for that. It's been crazy here, but we are good to go with another episode, okay? So as always, my co-host, Mr. Ben Boudreaux, will be joining me very shortly. But in the meantime, I want to introduce you to this week's guest. So we had a guest on who's very special to us. She is probably one of the nicest people I've ever met in my life. No joke, right? She's from our gym here, Acceleration Fitness in Michigan. And she just competed in her first show at 53 years old. So pretty awesome. We talked to her about the process and you know how she went from never doing anything like that before, signing up for a show, and she actually ended up winning her division, I believe, and absolutely crushed it at 53 and is on a whole new journey because of this. So we're going to get right into it, guys. Let her tell a story. We're dropping it in three, two, one, and let's party. Now we're finally live. Now we're finally live. Now the mic's working. After a lot of technical difficulties, we finally have the queen of bodybuilding. I have a tiara now. Oh, <laughs> Acceleration Fitness Podcast number 24. Today is a very special episode. We're going to hear what it's like to be a bodybuilding queen. <laughs> Good. At age 53, first time ever bodybuilding. Huge, huge story. We're not going to ask her 12 questions. It's going to be a half hour. You guys are going to learn everything about Lisa Landry and hopefully get some inspiration, some motivation, so you guys can feel like she feels right now. Yeah. Before we get to the questions, introduce yourself to the people. Lisa Landry. Has what been, did you just do this last what week? What did I just do? Yeah. Well, I uh, uh, embarked on a seven-month journey to hit the stage with Nick Parcelletti and the XB team and started in semi-privates with John, Nick, and Matt and uh, ended up for the last five months with Nick exclusively with the XB team. So the stage was good to us as a team and good to me as an individual and I'm feeling uh, unstoppable now, ready to get back. So that was your first time, correct? First like time. Any, anything like this, right? First time, yeah. 53 years old, 53. on stage, you made a big point of that too. Well, <laughs> when you're sitting on the, from our view, you're sitting, you see you, and you're next to all these 21, 25 year old girls who do this for, I mean, this is their third, fourth time doing it. You're Some sitting there yeah. and they announce the winner. What's going through your heart when it goes, and your first place medal or first place queen <laughs> and all that stuff, Lisa Landry. I mean, what, what, how'd that feel? And you are going to laugh because the, the presenter came up with the trophy and I embraced her and I said, thank you so much. And then the next thing out of my mouth was, but I'm so old. <laughs> and that, but that never stopped me. It did um, present itself sometimes as a fear uh, because my workout partner, Shauna, mm -hmm. is 30 years younger. But I, I learned to um, sort of transfer that fear into something more powerful. And that was into the weights that I lifted and the goals that I set, I hit a bench PR this year, which, Whoa. yeah, I had a, I set that PR in my twenties when I was first married and never hit it. And I did it one night with, um, Lauren Yoke, who is the first place overall winner for bikini and, and with the help of Paul Sokol and Jerry Jackson, 
that was as uh, big as a, an accomplishment. And I know you would appreciate that as a lifter as it was to um, hit the stage. So, but the first place in my, in my division was unexpected, but um, the interesting part was I, I never had fear on the stage. I knew um, I was comfortable there because we were prepared. That's awesome. And shout out to your coach, Mr. Nick yeah, Farsletti. Get ripped I mean, guy trying. He had, what, five, five ladies? Five competing. ladies, five uh, teaming hormones of those five ladies. And, five uh, ladies competing, and I think 12 trophies total, the overall yeah, winner, yeah. multiple winners of their classes, and four of the five placing. Yeah, so, I mean, that's absolutely. pretty darn good. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. shout out to you, Nick, and go, anyone Nick. looking for a bodybuilding coach, yeah. he is your man. You too can have a crop top. That's right. <laughs> that's right. Before we get to the questions, I just want to tell the audience how often you trained and how long you trained for this. Certainly. I started, as I mentioned at the beginning, with um, semi-privates because I was a little unsure of making the commitment because the training is in the evening. And that was a little bit prohibitive with my family life. However, I segued into it slowly with three days a week, once with John, Nick, and Matt in the morning. And then as I sort of got that, um, I don't know, the, the burning desire started to get more fierce and the lifting is addictive. Mm -hmm. It is. And thought, okay, I'll present it to my family. And I couldn't, and that was a cool shout out today that, um, Kimbo Slice and Maddie B made to the husbands because they do require an immense amount of patience for the, the uh, women behind the men being out of the house four nights a week. And um, so I made that decision just before Christmas and hit it hard with the team and couldn't say more about the people and how they welcomed me and just kind of segued in. And Shannon Lee, I'm telling you, I call her the OG of XB because she uh, is really sort of your ace in the hole when you're contemplating this because the wisdom she gave was also from the perspective of, I consider her the mom of the team, I'm the grandma of the team. And she would be really, <laughs> she would be very honest because at this age you have to be very careful how you exploit your assets. Mm -hmm. And to do so in a way, knowing you're, you're posing next to someone 20, 30 years your junior. And she would always offer that um, critique and um, and suggestions in a very constructive way. So shout That's out awesome. to Shannon Lee. Couldn't and for those of you who aren't from the gym, Shannon was the original. She was the first client to take the stages yeah, one year in ago. the XB yeah. program. So yeah, a year ago. And she's kind of one that started it off. So Absolutely. shout out to Shannon. Yeah. Which motivated me to consider it. I have a daughter who's 20 who competed as well as a teenager, uh, but in a different division. So shout out to her too, because she would be my secondary posing coach yeah. for um, for my evenings at home and talk me off the cliff when the bathing suit <laughs> seems slightly too small, <laughs> um, but small they are. So, um, but That's it awesome. Uh, no, the stage wasn't something I feared. It was just um, the, the road to getting there and dieting and the commitment that that takes is, um, is uh, a test of your will, but um, as Nick would say, trust the process. Okay. So here's the real question: What did you eat afterwards? Like, what was your go-to cheat? It's funny. All I really craved was fruit because he took away. Uh, <laughs> we had bananas at one point, and then when those got taken away, but I had um, 
I had my Diet Coke and Shauna Sawicki, my training partner, saved me a homemade chocolate chip. <laughs> there you <Yeah>. go. Just <laughs> one? Just one. Just there one. You, go. you know, you don't want the abs to completely disappear in like 20 minutes. So. <laughs> I got you. I got you. All right. So you want to get in these questions? Yeah. Let's do this. All right. Okay. So we're going to kind of skip over to number one. Usually the first question we ask is, what's been your biggest transformation? We just kind of talked about that, yes, right? Going right. through this whole process. So. Second one is what was like a tough spot during training or maybe a failure during the training that kind of like actually ended up helping you like overall? Yeah, exactly. I would say at one point, you know, we have like workout partners that mm -hmm. we have and, you know, the nature of your teams will shift a little bit. And I always, you know, maybe it's the, the teenager in you. It's like, you want to fit in, you want to, where do you, where does it work? And I, I sort of struggled with that personally, not with how anybody treated me, mm -hmm. but just finding a place of comfort and being able to be the best version of yourself. And I'm telling you, between Lori Miok and Shauna Swicky, they helped me feel like part of the family. And it really is that. Yeah. So it's just fitting in, you know, mm -hmm. even at 53, you still think about those yeah. things. And, and, um, and it's funny you say that because like, that's that's something that everyone I think goes through whenever they go to a new gym or train or whatever it is, yeah, right? It's a new it's, setting. It's, it's different and they're uncomfortable in it and it's finding a way to fit into it. Absolutely. And having good people like that definitely do it for it. So did you do something to help you get past that or was it just getting past the mental block in your head? I had to get past the mental block because I, I, I was always treated with such respect. It's just I knew I was coming into the program about two and a half months after the team originally started. Mm -hmm. So I wanted to respect the relationships that were already there yet figure out how I could sort of weave my way in and find um, comfort and being able to be, you know, uh, I'm not the strongest, but I think I am. So exactly. <laughs> that's half the battle, right? That's right. So, that's right. But we mix it up as a team. So when there are days when we know that, um, some athletes can lift heavier than others. We'll swap it out like Joy Garrett's. Should be so strong. strong. <laughs> so we'll swap out and I'll work with um, Jana White and um, we'll help each other be the best uh, lifters that night we can be. But it, it's really a, a great uh, teamwork that, that's evolved within XB. So I can't say enough about that. In one sentence, what's your biggest advice to someone who wants body transformation? Oh goodness, commit, commit to it. And um, that's it. I mean, I, I walked in this door in January of 2017, 166.6 pounds. And I thought that was almost a demonic number. I was scared <laughs> because of the 666. I'm like, no, that's a sign. <laughs> Just commit to this and good things will happen. And never did I imagine, you know, a year and a half later to be sitting uh, in this position. At what weight? At one, I, I my stage rate was 128.8. So a year and a half ago, you were at 166, yeah, with, now at, you're at 128. 128, with yeah, yeah. Stage rate. A lot more muscle. With, with and commit. And don't, be, and, and don't be afraid because this environment, this community uh, will calm your fears and they will champion your desires and help you get to PRs. I look at Chelsea Young who trains with John. That is one strong chick who lives. And one of the things I said in my bio on the stage is that strong is the new skinny. This wasn't for me about being skinny. It was the first time in my life I stopped caring about the scale. I was happy at 150. I'm like, 
I can get through these boot camps, I can lift. And then the rest was just um, a result of, of being uh, committed and following through. So, In what ways did you commit though? Because I'm sure a lot of people are hearing this and like, yeah, I, I know how to commit. What was it for you? Was it just showing up consistently? Was there something that little kind of broke loose and helped you? Well, I think because of this community here, you developed relationships, not just with one specific trainer, but you know, you would get those little nudges in your email box, like, hey, I haven't seen you in a while. And that would just because you went on vacation. I'm like, they didn't care when you went on vacation. <laughs> but that people missed you if you weren't here. Like last night, I, I had to be in Grand Rapids. Uh, unexpectedly um, due to some family matters and I walked into the gym today and my workout pal Naveed said hey we missed you last night like people genuinely care so the commitment is easier when you know you have a team waiting for you and looking for you when you come in the door so it's not I'm not one of thousands and and a number I'm I'm one of a family so. that's awesome totally true it's awesome it's awesome all right next question so over your transformation like what was the best investment you made it could be time energy money anything like that just best, best investment. investment oh gosh you're gonna make me think on think that. on it that's right yeah. i mean could be your bikini yeah <laughs> that's an investment <laughs> and it was we laughed about how much it costs per centimeter how much does um, the bikini cost my bikini cost um if you ask my husband it was around 500 but if you ask me it was 650. Wow. <laughs> for the suit. really um but they're <laughs> custom and they're their uh investments and i know shannon lee holds hers um her first suit that she wore with great um it's, it's sentimental yeah. uh, for what um you put into it but I, I think the best investment was a year and a half ago when i paid for my Sorry. first transformation uh challenge for the new year so it started that was the seed that was planted so two hundred dollars was was the uh, uh, a small amount to pay for what I received back yeah. tenfold? So. Think about that. Yeah. Two hundred dollars. bucks. I mean, think about we pay for a coffee, five six bucks for a Starbucks. I mean, <laughs> you, you do that in a month, and you've already invested beyond your transformation challenge. So and just think. I mean, when you walk in, I, I'm sure you were like this your whole life, Lisa. But when you walk in, it's like you know you can look at her, smile, and get some positivity back to you. And I don't. I, it's a testament to you, but. I think going from 166 to 123 or whatever you are with abs and seeing you all success on stage, when you think about that $200 little step that yeah. you took, that commitment, right? That is the commitment. And and having people that genuinely care and because um, it's, it's, it's addictive. It's such an amazing feeling when um, little victories every week over and over and over again. With setbacks, you know, no, progress is not a straight line. And, um, you know, putting yourself out of your comfort zone, which is what I did in semi-privates, because you can't hide in a semi-private. You really can't hide in a boot camp because the classes are, are so, you know, um, small in size relative to larger group class settings. But um, challenging yourself and, and uh, loving it. It's just now I can't wait for the. My husband's like, I thought, I thought this was like a bucket list. I'm like, <laughs> well, I have a new list now. So. <laughs> what, Question, what are you thinking? Um, we originally talked about, I really wanted to do June 2nd and mm -hmm. kind of as Lori, um, the overall bikini winner would have 
has said it's going to strike when the iron's hot, but um, you know, I have to really put into balance family yep. at this point. So I'm going to wildly cheer her on in Chicago. However, I am looking at uh, the September show nice. and potentially Worlds in November Woo! in Toronto. Toronto, so, there you yeah. go. Because then you meet, meet people from all over. Yeah, so, that'd be cool. Um, yeah, in your training thing. for this bikini competition, what was the toughest behavior that you had to overcome during your transformation? You know, it was interesting. The first time we had a, a professional posing coach come in, uh, I was so intimidated because she had such a gift for posing. And that 53 number started coming in my head again because I was older and it's like, how am I going to sell this? Because you really are branding yourself on stage in about 45 seconds. How am I going to do that um, with this woman who I just, I admired, but I was scared of. And um, the first time it was a learning curve for all of us. The second time I let that fear and we were all leaner, we were more muscular, we were getting ripped, but I let that fear creep back in. And she was so positive in her feedback, but when it was my turn, I stood up and, and she's like, all right, let's go. And she goes, how are you feeling? I'm like, oh, oh. And she goes, she walked over, she grabbed me by the shoulder, she goes, now stick your you-know-what's out. In my case, it's pads, but stick your pads out, get your chest out and walk out there. Like age doesn't matter. And the, the night that I walked out on stage, I could hear Stephanie's words in your in, in my head, you know, like if you if you think that, that's what you're gonna present. So you have to emulate the complete opposite, like like shoulders back, chest out, pride in your in your in your gait and in your appearance and go for it. So I Ooh. I loved the stage part. I could that's I would awesome. do that ten times over. So um, yeah, it's just that the, the posing side of it from a professional that was really um it you have to sort of let every guard down and um and uh champion your fear which is basically what it was a common theme that i'm hearing is conquering fear with you. yeah yeah and what you said just now you had a choice of going on stage everybody deals with those emotions i'm 53 right. i mean if i went on stage i'd be like i'm 30 i'm not like nick but you just said Fuck it. Yeah, absolutely. And you led with your heart and your heart radiated and everybody saw that. And yeah. I loved that part of it. Jerry Jackson was saying to me, do you, you, you just don't, it, it just like, you're so comfortable. I'm like, there's a story though. And I, and, and whether it's worthy for this audience, very worthy. But when, when I was uh, a teenager, I was bullied in high school by some nasty girls and it was typical stuff you know, walk down the hall to the lunchroom and uh, get called, you know, every name that girls can muster or, you know, every, just the ugliness of it all. And my parents, who were the most kind-hearted but blue-collar family, you know, pinched together money for me to go to a finishing school so I could learn how to carry myself and find that confidence and put my shoulders back and my chest out. So somewhere in that 53-year-old was that 17-year-old girl that figured out how to champion being bullied and being pushed down and lifted myself up. And I remember when I learned how to walk and I thought, there she is again, just get back out there. And so for those young bloods out there that experience those things in social media and in school, you, you may not come right away, but it comes and it manifests itself even this many years later. So I've told that story many, many times, but that inside the, that 53 year old was that 17 year old making herself proud, 
carrying herself with, with poise and grace despite the naysayers. So yeah, I was, I was geeked about that. So <laughs> I, I'm ready to run through a fucking wall. <laughs> that is one of the coolest stories I've ever heard. I'm yeah. dead serious. It's one of the cool, and it came out at 53. Yeah, yeah. So, You're an inspiration. Yeah, it, it's, you just never know. So, so even when you're feeling down at, at, as a teenager, it can come out. It rears its head, and it, and you can shine at any time. That's awesome. <laughs> yes. All right, next one. So, what is maybe a bad recommendation? you've heard for someone trying to make a change or transform their body it's so funny you say that today my niece is going through a transformation right now and trying to get her life in check and she <laughs> just sent me a text last night about um what i went through for this process she's 34 and um she's told me this morning in a text that she listened to a podcast that said that that, that some types of cardio can be bad for you and i thought I thought maybe that's the case, but I thought, I said, and I thought, okay, I'm not educated in this. It's not my background, but I said, I said, as long as you do, do things in moderation in relationship to a program, I thought, in what context would you hear that that would be bad for you? And I'm sure there are extremes, mm -hmm. but that was a, an odd question. That was maybe not so much a piece of advice, but. Um, no, no I, I agree with that because it is kind of a popular thing now to say, you know, X is bad right. within health and fitness. And it's kind of a bad way to put it. And in my eyes, it's kind of just looking for clicks and likes right. and attention, right? When it's not bad for her, she's getting started. Any movement's going to be right. good, exactly. right? For 95% of people, any movement is going to be good. Now, if you're on a treadmill for two hours a day, or like an hour a day, you don't have to do that, right? But it's not bad as itself, right? It's exactly. all in context, right? I mean, you can't say that, you know, whatever food is bad. Ice cream isn't bad. It's how much in do you context. eat? Do you eat it every day? <laughs> do you eat a quart of it? You know what I mean? Exactly. Like, it's, it's all context. It's not a bad thing. I mean, Ben, I don't know if you have anything to weigh in with that. No, I really do. It's we talked about you winning this competition at 53 years old. And I think about successful people. In your requests, did you really focus on cardio and what kind of cardio you were doing this? Or was it more you lead with the heart? Was it more you overcoming your fears that really made you win this? Well, it, it was actually just doing what worked in my, in my situation. I have a father who's in some significant elder care uh, crises over the last, if you can imagine, since February 5th, we've been battling with this and, and trying to get him back to health, and which is almost the last third, even more so, of my training. So I had to get creative in how my training could manifest itself. Sometimes it was sitting in a hospital room doing uh, jump squats. Sometimes it was 100 bodyweight squats and saying to the nursing staff, you know, it would be nice if hospitals, when they know families sit here for 10, 12 hours a day, could put in a treadmill or a bike to help you. But really being creative, sometimes I didn't want to have to make the drive to the gym for a, for a boot camp because it was a leg day that day and I can't repeat a body part when I'm working with the team at night. So I don't have a fancy gym, but I have a stationary bike. I have a set of stairs. I have I have a full foundation basement that I would just lunge back and forth in, rain or shine, sleet or snow, climb the stairs, do a kickback, ride the bike, look out at the lake, 
I, you do what you have to do to get my time in and put your headphones in, drown out the noise. That's, and, that's a good point because I think a lot of times now, like with, you know, there's everyone kind of thinks like you have to be in a gym, this fancy, no. crazy gym with every piece of equipment no. imaginable to get a good workout in, no, but it's not, not true at all. At all. Not at all. And I'm not a runner, and we have one of our, our, our athletes, Laura, she's a great runner, and I'm like, oh, I should be running, and then I try, and I kind of fail at it miserably, and I'm like, what am I doing? That is not me, so I can run, walk, and lunge, so when I compared calories burned, when I suffered through that run compared to when I did a run, walk, lunge, I burned more. I was more efficient. I, I was more accomplished at it, and I was actually shocked because I thought, as long as I get up and move, that was what the nurses would say to my dad, just mm -hmm. get up and move. And that was what I, so how you achieve that or accomplish that is going to be unique to you, but it, it works whether you're 23, 53, or 90 in that case. So. Maybe you guys can agree with me, John and Lisa, and the people out there, if it doesn't, you were doing tons of different things. You would not have done that had you not had some sort of deep motivation. Absolutely. You could have easily gave up. You could have easily said, my dad's sick. I, I'll do this at a later time. Right. The people out there who ask that question of, you know, is cardio bad? Is this lifting bad? They're searching for what's bad, what they shouldn't do. Really what you're searching for is a way out. Yeah. So, I, I yeah. didn't want a way out. And I would battle with daughter guilt. I would battle with, you know, I should, I, I need to drive in. Okay. But I would literally say to myself, my dad made this investment in his health. I'm going to make it in mine and we're both going to champion this at the end. And it made me appreciate what I accomplished even more so because the roadblocks were fierce and, and, and many, they were, they were every other week it was something. And, um, and you just say to yourself, are you in it or are you not? And I, I'd come this far and I didn't want to disappoint myself or my team. And at the end, I, it was, it was like the immense reward to, to be victorious was, I was just happy to be there, mm -hmm. you know, mm -hmm. to make it across the stage was my finish line. So the rest was just, um, icing on the cake. Yeah, icing. When you hit those roadblocks, so what was it, what was your core motivation? Cause there's something there that got you past all those roadblocks. I, I think it's, it's, and I keep coming back to this, this community, this family, this commitment that I made to myself and to them that we were doing this together. They would pray with me before workouts. They would dedicate workouts to my dad. Um, my dad's nickname is Red. And one day I showed up when they knew it had been a particularly tough day when my dad was post-op. And they all showed up in Red in his honor. And I'm like, listen, they believe in me. I believe in me. They believe in my dad. Like, it was like, we can do it and we can do it together. And I will tell you, when I showed my dad the pictures, he was so proud. He cried. He was just like, you know, that's my girl. So I, I wanted, and I dedicated a part of my uh, bio when, when they read um, stats about us on stage to my dad because he, uh, he exemplifies a healthy lifestyle. So how could I not? We can talk on your dad. I mean, that's, yeah. that's awesome. That's yeah. number one. It's cool. Your motivation that you're sharing that with us too. You mentioned before this podcast uh, off the script that your dad is 90 years old with the heart of a 55 year old because right. of how well he took care of himself. Right. Absolutely. Now, he had, he had a post-op um, sort of cardiac event and um, made it through it. 
we didn't even know something was going on until they showed us on the monitor and they said it's happening right now and he said but with his heart muscle he's going to be just fine and i'm like he's going to do it i'm going to do it and uh and we're all chatting about it and celebrating go so red go end, red that's awesome that was our last question that was the last one and that was yeah. really powerful i can't thank you enough for sharing that for, well, thank you for opening up being sure. vulnerable and hopefully if you have one last message to anyone out there listening who might feel lost who might be where you were a year and a half ago. If you have one last thing to say to them, what is it? Um, don't be afraid. We all are at times, don't be afraid. Come and come join us. <laughs> yes, Lisa will guide you. She's gonna be a coach here in a couple weeks, so. All right, thank you, Lisa, we appreciate you. you being on. Appreciate it. All right, we'll see you guys see you next week. week. Chase it.